You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Josh. Hey, how's it going? It's going all right. How are you doing? Good. You hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you good. How about me? Yeah, yeah, you sound good. Okay. So I just want to say welcome to the show and everything I do. Appreciate you being on. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And I just want to say one thing. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show for today's podcast. I actually have Josh Rayner, who actually runs a little podcast called The Mark with the Movie Blog. Say hello to everyone, Josh. Hey, everybody. How you doing out there in the movie land? All right. So I I just want to say this is actually pretty cool that you actually decided to message me and everything and decided to come on. As a matter of fact, I got – I don't know if Jay told you what happened. <laughs> no. Okay. So at first I'm thinking that I'm talking to Jay because Jay actually wanted to be on the show for Friday night. Okay. And so I'm thinking that I'm talking to Jay on your page. So, and I'm like, okay, I'm confused. Who am I having on the show? So once he actually said, no, you're going to have Josh. I'm like, okay, awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so. I, I, yeah I, I'm the one who runs the page and everything. So like, I'm okay. the one who actually has access to that. Right. Yeah. Because I'm like, what does he mean? When, what time is he going to be on? I told him what time. I, they forget or <laughs> so now I, <laughs> once he actually explained to me, I'm like, okay, I know what, I know what the deal is now. Nice. <laughs> so. If anybody's wondering, we're actually going to be doing a movie review for 2004's Johnny Depp's movie, The Secret Window. This movie actually had a budget of, let's see, it actually had a budget of $40 million and also made $92.9 million. And that's actually pretty shocking considering the fact Johnny Depp just came off the high rise of Jack Sparrow during that time. Because in 2003, he, yeah. he was making the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah, I looked it up. It's got some pretty bad uh, like reviews and stuff. Like, didn't did get didn't get very good reception, which is actually surprising because it actually comes from a Stephen King novel from a novel yeah. novella. So yeah. I was actually kind of surprised by that. But overall, what yeah. did you think of the film? I I like the film personally. I've always enjoyed this film, and, and going back and rewatching it, I rewatched it earlier today. I was like, man, I still enjoy this just as much as I did before. 
uh, you know, knowing what happens in the end, you kind of are looking at things a little because it's been a long time since I've watched it. So I was curious if I was actually going to still feel that way. Um, but you know, knowing what happens in the movie, like how, how it ends and everything, uh, I don't, I don't know how spoiler, uh, spoilery we're getting into this, but it, it changes how you watch it, you know? So like, I, I don't know, like I said, it's been probably 10 years since I've, since I've watched this movie and, but I still remembered, you know, what happens, uh, toward the end and it, it, it makes you kind of look at certain things uh, a little differently as you're watching it. And I, I really enjoyed this viewing of it uh, for that reason. Most definitely. And I have to say, John DeToro does a really good job playing shooter. Yeah. And he definitely shows that menacing side to him that we haven't seen before in a movie because the very first time I actually saw him in a movie was number one was transformers. Oh, then, yeah. Yeah, and then anger management, he played his part in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was in that. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> right, because he was supposed to be his anger sponsor uh, yeah. and everything, so that was actually pretty funny. <laughs> but, you know, I really have to say I love the suspense with this movie. I love what it is. As a matter of fact, you know, I still love this one quote that he actually does. because, oh, I bet you did. I know I can do it. Todd Downey said, helping himself to another era of corn. Oh yeah, right. Screaming bowl. <laughs> right at the end there. Yeah, that's a right. that was great. That was great. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, I had goosebumps, and then all of a sudden, just pan angles to the cornfield. Yeah. And everything. It was just awesome. But you know, we're kind of uh, going backwards a little bit. So when the movie first opens up, we actually hear the. The whole uh, where the windshield wipers are going up and down and everything, and then you see Johnny Depp outside in this hotel, this cheap hotel, uh, hotel. Yeah, and you know you're not sure what's going to be going on and everything, but he gets out of the car, then all of a sudden he opens up the door to the hotel, and it's his wife and this other guy that she's actually having an affair with, and he just starts yelling at them. So I thought yeah. that scene was actually pretty good. I, I, I remember the first time I watched this thinking, man, is he going to kill them? Like, that was my first thought was he's going to murder. Like, I, I he busts into the room and you get that sense like, OK, that's probably his wife. She's probably sleeping with this, you know, and cheating on him. And I'm like, he's going to murder these two. But, it, you know, it, that does that's not how it happens. And so but right. I remember feeling that way when I the very first time I watched it. Yeah, man, because here's the thing. I thought for sure he was going to wind up killing him, killing him yeah. and her. And everything is like, well, if I can't have you, nobody can have you. And yeah. he, he went bonkers, though, in that hotel room, which I don't blame him because of the fact that it's his wife. And you can actually tell, you know, that it caused a lot of damage on him, especially yeah. when you look at the anger in his eyes. And oh, also yeah. it, it was really good. I thought Johnny Depp did a really good job at bringing that anger to that uh to that part in the very beginning yeah he's he's great in this uh you know kind of playing this real down on his luck kind of guy who's just you know has lost everything he does a really good job uh, of playing that part and then kind of seeing how it switches toward the end like i don't know i i really i really enjoyed his performance on this quite a bit i did too and then also, too, now you're actually seeing the cabin that he actually lives in. It's 
it's you can definitely tell that he does not keep up with the cabin at all. <laughs> no. You can definitely tell he's been drunk quite a while, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, and then the, my favorite thing is with the maid, whenever the homekeeper housekeeper comes in to clean up yeah. the house. I was like I, I was like I had forgotten that that, that she was a, a part of this. And I was like, oh, for, he has a maid. It's like, it doesn't look like he's got a maid. You know what I mean? No. Like, it really doesn't. He obviously destroys that place a- after she leaves every single time, you know? Right. And my favorite part, though, is with the pillows. He's like, yes. again, with the fucking pillows. <laughs> he's just chucking <laughs> them off the couch. <laughs> oh, that's that fantastic. Right, if we're not guys and everything and don't do that, there's something wrong with us because of, like, again, with the fucking pillows, he yeah. just throws the... <laughs> but then uh, also, too, another thing that I really have to say that I enjoyed with the opening scene was, aside from the housekeeper, was the part where we actually see John Tutorial show up at that house for the very first time. Yeah. And he goes, you stole my story. Yeah. And... He goes, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I had goosebumps with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like when when he first shows up, you know, you're like, huh, is that, is that what this, this story? Cause like I I had never read the novella. So I didn't, before I'd seen the movie, I, I I still haven't read it. So I I don't know how it differs, (laughs) but um, you know, you first come into this and he shows up and you're like, is that what this is going to be? It's going to be, you know, he, he he plagiarized this story, and, and this dude, you know, is kind of a little nutty, and he's going to come at him. And it seems like that's what it is for the majority of this movie. But things exactly can, <laughs> go a little different, <laughs> right? Because here's the thing: whenever I first saw that, I'm like, okay, I thought they would actually wait a little bit to introduce his character, like you know how you have the whole build up uh, before the main character actually sees the villain yeah. of the story i thought you know he might have ran into him in the, like the grocery store and that's when this whole thing starts and he just ho- shows up at the cabin later on yeah but the way he does it is just so off guard because even johnny depp is actually caught off guard at that time because he just woke up and everything not too long too long from a nap and everything so yeah. he's also kind of hangover and everything so whenever he first opens the door and there's shooter john shooter and he's saying you stole my story and it's kind of, t- you can actually tell that it kind of, you know, sent him off a little bit to where it's like, okay, I'm not expecting this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It definitely, uh, it definitely took him by surprise. Uh, and like I said, uh, it, everything that happens from that point, if you see the movie, it, it kind of opens up a lot of different stuff for you uh, as to you know, how it all kind of comes together and it it makes me kind of wonder well why now you know what i mean why is it happening at this point it's been what six months since he since the 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 separation um right and so it it makes me wonder what was the the catalyst for it happening now i don't think as far as i remember i don't remember them actually covering anything that hints at why it happens at the point that it does. No, they don't. They actually don't hint at that at all. And I'm thinking too, it's still fresh in his mind. It's only been six months. Yeah. So he's not completely over it and everything. So there's that tambalization of the fact that 
it's still real for him. It's yeah. he still has that grudge yeah. because this guy who just swept in and t- took his wife to this cheap hotel, and she, he's banging her, yeah. and she's no longer a part of his life anymore. So, yep. you know, I can actually understand why he that would actually happen. Yeah, and and, and we see uh, even before he shows up that. Johnny Depp's character kind of has this internal back and forth with himself. You know, like you, you right. know, he, he essentially talks to himself, uh, but in, you know, inside of his own head and whatnot. Um, and it, and it, it's kind of like, it's, it's, a, it's almost kind of creepy, you know, the way they, the way that they do it. It's like, he has a second person in his head talking to him, which they die, which right. they dive exactly. into uh, that part of specifically uh, later on in the movie. So. Right, and you know what? We can actually spoil this because it has been a while since true. this movie's been it released. Has been. I'm over here trying to tiptoe you know, so, as much as I can, but I don't know if I can really talk about it that well if we don't. <laughs> you see, that's actually how I felt about that Will Smith's film, Eight, uh, Seven Pounds, whenever it first came out. I'm like, yeah. if I told you what it was about, I would give away the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So with this, it's a similar to this. Yeah. But... You know, I definitely have to agree that that part right there was actually pretty good. My favorite part, though, is like when he's looking at the laptop and he says, I don't like that sentence. I don't like that paragraph. Yeah. Well, just delete it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so he deletes it. It's like he's got that that <laughs> person in the back of his head telling him to do things. Right. And it also makes me wonder if Stephen King has some type of thing when it comes down to writer's block to where he's actually thinking stuff in his head like that yeah, i mean i wouldn't be shocked to be totally honest with i mean i've, I've read right. i've read stuff uh like interviews with him that uh, a lot of his story ideas come from nightmares that he said that he has you know <laughs> oh i can believe and it. if you're having nightmares <laughs> about this kind like the stuff that he writes about whoo i don't want to live in that head tell you what exactly <laughs> um but another thing, too, that I really like is the fact that, you know, he does move away from the cabin a little bit where he's actually doing his own thing yeah. outside of the cabin. But I also want to get to this other part, too, where the housekeeper actually takes Shooter's uh, book and puts it on the table because Shooter actually did leave that story for him to actually go through to show him that he did steal his idea. Yeah. So I did like that concept where the housekeeper just cannot leave things alone. Yeah. <laughs> and I found this in the garbage. It I, the I thought you'd want it. Well, if it's in the garbage, lady, come on. Like, I, it's probably in there for a reason. <laughs> right. It's like, I don't want any part of this. If I touch it, it means that I have to go to court over this. Yeah. So it's like, if I don't see it, if I don't acknowledge it, it does not exist. Yeah, yeah, I loved that when he tried to hand it to him. He's like, "No, no, I don't want that." And you know, he's just like backing away. He's like, "I don't even want my fingerprints on that thing." Essentially, <laughs> exactly because that's what I got out of it. As long as I don't touch it, as long as I don't see it, it does not exist. Yep. I don't have to go to court for exactly. it. Exactly. And then also too, you know, then I also like it when his wife calls him up. And sees how he's doing and everything. Yeah, and she does that a couple of times throughout, and it, it, it his demeanor definitely changes later on. It definitely does <laughs> because it goes from he goes. I was just wondering, do you happen to have that book that I wrote? Yeah, you know the one about the cornfield that I wrote that yeah. I buried somebody in the <laughs> cornfield. 
Yeah, the one about the, the, because, yeah, the that, one about the window. <laughs> <laughs> right, the one with about the secret window. Yeah, that one wasn't one of my favorites. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but this is awesome, though. This is awesome writing coming from the screenplay itself and just shows what you can do with your characters and the actors that you actually have playing those characters. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But... But anyways, he go- another thing, too, he actually does is he actually gets the investigator to find out who Shooter is. Yeah. I'm curious what... Because, like, they don't really show what he finds or, or, or anything like that. You know, they don't they don't show him doing his job. You know, it's focused on Johnny Depp's character. Uh, so I'm actually... I'd be curious to see what he may, may or may... Because, obviously, this dude is made up. You know? And, right, and, exactly. And so... Uh, I'm I'm curious, like, did he was because when they show the scene later on, like uh, the, the like essentially like the flashback of the three of him, the investigator guy, and uh, the the local guy in the in the truck, you can tell yeah. that the investigator like he he's like eyeballing him, like he doesn't trust him, you know, something he sees that something's up. So it makes me wonder, did he find out that like, he couldn't find anything on this guy, and like, was kind of figuring it out at that point but we don't get to see any of that and so that's that's something i would have kind of liked to have seen if they had wanted to expect because this was like well 90 minutes it was a real tight tight movie so they, right for it being a 90 minute movie yeah. they did cram a lot into yeah. it but yeah i would love to actually see them dive into what he actually found yeah but i but don't forget he actually did tell him this because Look, just be careful. This guy's shooter and everything. He seems like a bad news. It seems like another crazed fan that I actually have to get off um, to get away for you to get away from, yeah. and everything. At first, he totally believes. Him. Oh yeah. And then because we because like we said, find then, out it's not the first time he's had you know uh, a crazed fan kind of thing. Right with these encounters yeah. and stuff, and you know, I, like you said, you actually see the uh, the in the eyes of the local town person yeah, where, you know, there's just something off about Johnny Depp, especially when he's out in the woods and he's just waving to him. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like the, the guy drives by and he waves, but John Totoro, John shooter, he waves Johnny Depp's character. Does, right. does, it doesn't wave. So like you see that difference, you see, obviously because they're the same person, Johnny Depp, his character is the one actually waving. Like, that's who the guy saw. But we see right. Shooter waving. I, I like that uh, That kind of... Because it makes you wonder, it's like, does the Shooter know that guy? Because at first, you don't know. You don't know who that guy is who drove by. Right. Because all he all he sees, all, all we see is just from Johnny Depp's perspective yeah. of Shooter. Yeah. And he's waving to them. And another thing, though, too, is I still remember him going to the post office. Oh, yeah. To get the novella. Yeah. And the girl really was into him. She thought he was really good looking. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff like she, that. After he leaves, she's even like, oh, he's really cute or something, something, like, something along those lines, she says. Right. Yeah. She was, but then the yeah, next goes, time you see her, that's not the case. <laughs> no, it's totally opposite. Oh, yeah. And we're going to get into that in a few yeah. minutes. Because I don't want to overlap or anything like yeah. that, but uh, and then of course there's also the part where the house actually does uh, the house that his wife 
actually lives in burns down because he feels like Shooter is actually getting closer to him now yeah. because he burned down their house because they're not believing the story that he actually wrote. Yeah, I mean, Shooter, the character of Shooter escalates things quite a bit. You know, he first he shows up uh, demanding that he you know rectify this whole thing, you know. Then you get the note, then the dog which we didn't even get into, uh, then the house. It, yep. it, just, it just keeps escalating. And then when you find out everything at the end, it's like, holy F. <laughs> I don't know if I can swear on this, but... Right? <laughs> like, it gets... Yeah, uh, yeah, you can. Okay, holy fuck, it gets crazy. <laughs> the fact, you know, seeing everything... It definitely everything, does. Seeing everything that was done, it, it, it kind of puts him in a very different light from what the way you have to... You know, the way you're meant to feel about giant depth's character throughout this film everything just switches and you are forced to think of him in a very different way definitely and then like you said with the dog because i didn't want to let's talk about that for a yeah. minute because he is actually spooked out of his mind yeah. and everything because he thinks that this guy's after yeah. him i mean this this dog it's, not, then, it's like his only friend you know it was his old, he's there with this dog by himself you know it's his only buddy and uh, then, yeah, it, what happens to the dog? I was like, oh, I, I'll be honest, I forgot about the dog. You know, when I'm rewatching this, I've totally forgotten about the dog part. And so it took me by surprise when I when I got to it. And like, I'm not the biggest fan of animal deaths in movies. Same. And so I was like, oh, shit. Like, they went there with this. And I had totally forgotten about it. But it was like a screwdriver right to the, I don't know if it was the neck or the head of this dog. I was like, oh, my God. it was the neck, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I just, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not surprised considering, considering the fact that Stephen King that's, and yeah, not only true. that, but in Needful Things, he also scanned the dog alive. That's true. Yeah, that is true. But I'm not a big fan of animal death deaths either, though, because that's somebody's pet and yeah. things like that. Even though it's make believe and stuff like that, yeah. I just I, I don't you know, know what it is. You can kill all the people, you can kill all people you want. It doesn't bother me. Kill a dog though. I don't know. <laughs> like no, nope. I have a problem. Yeah, with that. problem here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, then he kills him. Kills the dog with a screwdriver, and then also too, we're getting into that part with Shooter when he's waving to the townsperson. Yeah. <laughs> and so up as a B, the Shooter actually has actually did in fact stab the. Uh, the investigator and the town local town person with the screwdriver. Well, he uh, he kills the investigator with the the hatchet. Right. That's yeah. Right. yeah. And, but but yeah, the screwdriver's in the other guy. It's just in his in his head. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And at that point, though, too, he hasn't made it over to the post office yet or anything like that either. No. So I'm kind of backtracking a little bit, but um. I, I have to say, the part where he actually has to try and get rid of the body, I'm like, okay, why are you trying to get rid of the bodies if you didn't do it? Yeah, exactly. It's like, if if you didn't do it, then leave him there for a couple of hours, figure out what's going on first, because otherwise it looks like you're hiding something. You know, you're the one who's kind of messing with this crime scene uh, and can go, even if you didn't do it, can go to prison for that. 
Right. Know? And then I think also, too, he was also scared because he actually did open the door with his finger, uh, and his fingerprints were actually on the vehicle, though, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he he so t- it's like he touched a bunch of the door, a bunch of the the outside of the vehicle randomly. Right, the window, yeah. the door handle, yeah. the steering wheel, yeah. everything. Yeah. So, I can understand why he would get rid of the car at that point. Yeah. But why would you even open the door if you actually see blood all, outside and everything? I'm like, I, I'm not touching. Yeah, that. no, not even a little bit. But. Also, too, my other favorite part, though, is in the post office as well, where she goes, I saw what you did. Yeah. And subconsciously, he's thinking that uh, she said, I saw what you did. Uh-huh. But really, she was saying something else because his own guilt was in the place of that. Yeah, because at this, at this point, he's breaking. His mind is breaking. And it's getting closer to because we're getting close to the end at that point. Uh, so we're getting close to what happens and everything to to, to the whole break. Like I said, literally, his mind breaks. You see it; it, it manifests in the house later on, which I'm sure we'll cover when we get there. But oh yeah, we are going to cover the transformation of the house and also the transformation of Johnny Depp as yeah. well. So we are going to cover that part in it because that's actually one of my favorite parts and key elements of that film. Yeah. Um. But also too, I have to say this: Ted, the wife's, um, uh, yeah, the wife's boyfriend is totally annoying. Dude, I would actually beat the shit out. Absolutely, of he is the worst. <laughs> I think it's especially whenever the house burns down. Yeah, and he says, "Ted, you're rubbernecking." Yeah, just what the fuck? Yeah, and then the you know he takes him outside. And he, you know he's like, "Me and you are going to have a talk." And I, if I was, I'd be like. Fuck you. <laughs> we right, ain't talking exactly. about shit. Get out of here. All you are is just a guest that puts your dick in my wife, and that's it. You don't have no say-so in this. Exactly. <laughs> you were just a person in the house yeah. that happened to burn down. Yep. <laughs> and he was talking about all the material belongings and everything, acting like as if it, it was his. Yeah. And I don't blame him. That would actually aggravate the shit out of yeah. me. Yeah, because it's not like he moved into the house. You know, he, yeah, he comes over once in a while, but it's not like he was living there. So it's like, get it's exactly. like, fuck off, dude. Yeah. And then then he surprises him with the divorce papers. Yeah. Oh, I uh, I kind of love that scene because, you know, they're they're kind of going back and forth. And he he shoves Johnny Depp shoves him. And then he, the other guy, Ted, goes to to punch him, and he just sidesteps him, and he punches the window. And it's one of my favorite parts of that. <laughs> my, mine, too, because you're expecting, in you know, in most Hollywood movies, you're expecting the window to break. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, but rewatching it, but, I, I forgot that he punches the window, so I'm, I'm expecting Johnny Depp to get punched and not, you know, like, laid out because of it. Right. Nope. He just sidesteps real, real easy, like it's nothing, and pop, yeah, he just hits that window. Messes his hand up. That made me laugh my ass off. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay, all right, Ted, you. That's a win for Johnny on that one <laughs> because because yeah. again, what only- the see that scene it it gives Johnny Depp's character more sympathy from the audience for the audience. You know, it makes him, it shines him in a better light because it shows that Ted is is being an he's being an asshole, and then it gives the audience a reason to cheer for the asshole getting hurt. 
Exactly. Yeah. Which is something that I loved about that scene. Yeah. You know, because, you know, I've actually already feel bad for Johnny Depp. His world is collapsing around him yep. and everything. And you also have this guy that randomly shows up, even though it's Johnny Depp, yeah. <laughs> you know, and his. But, you know, you have to feel some type of sympathy and empathy for him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he's and, going through a hell of a lot. And life. I know how it feels. Like, I've, I've, like, I've had a marriage and, and, I mean, I didn't wind up going psycho, <laughs> but same. I've had that part of it happen. So, like, because, like, I haven't watched this movie since, like, since before that. Uh, and so, watching it now, I had a lot more sympathy for his character because I could, I could understand where he's coming from and, and why he would be kind of in the state that he that he's in in that cabin. Exactly. And then another thing, though, too, is you remember the black and white part with the door just shaking? Yes. My thing is this. I was thinking that was actually Shooter's way of trying to come into Johnny Depp's head. Yeah, he hadn't he hadn't fully gotten through yet. Yeah, right. Because Johnny because Rainey is still trying to block him out and trying to act sane. And I think with everything going on and everything, it just amplified it to even on that extreme level to where he's just all of a sudden just unleashed. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. But let's talk about the uh, the part where the wife says, okay, I'm going to go on and see what's going on with my husband and everything. I'm going to go by myself. Ted's like, no, I'm going to go with you. No, you're going to stay here. Yeah. And everything. And I like that because it's like you're putting him in his place because that's exactly where he needs to be. Yeah. I thought it was interesting because like right before right before that scene, she's upstairs talking to Johnny Depp on the phone and like almost like talking about like almost like how unsure she is. She's like, Yeah, I think I love this all this stuff, crying on, on the bed. Uh and it's like, what is going on with her? And then you get into that scene and it's like she's just she's doing her. Like she's putting putting Ted in his place, and she's going to take care of business on her own because she knows that it needs to be her. And I, I found I found that, right. that juxtaposition of those two scenes really interesting. I did too, and it's like playing mind games with her own head, though. Too, yeah. it's like part of me still loves my husband, but at the same time, I'm with this other guy now. I don't sure where my feelings are, but. If you're not sure what your feelings are, why would you go ahead and still make him sign the divorce papers? I, if you're not, yeah, I'm. I'm wondering if she just wanted to see him and see how she felt seeing him after after that conversation. Like, uh, I, I mean, we <laughs> we don't get a resolution to that because what happens? No, but it, it, it makes me wonder <laughs> if the reason that she was doing it was because she wanted to see if there was still anything in in her heart for him by going there herself and talking with him and seeing. I, I don't know. That's just that's true. Guess. <laughs> just a theory. Well, that's true. That actually does make sense because she could just be grabbing the divorce papers just as an excuse just to see him and see if there's anything yeah. there in that in her heart. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely see it from that perspective that you just mentioned. Yeah. That, I didn't think about that. That's actually a good call on that point. Yeah. But finally she gets there and you see all the pages that were ripped out of that uh, book yeah. that he was looking for because he thought that shooter tore it out. Yeah, and it's like 
it it's like out. you're sitting there, okay, as the audience, you're sitting there. He gets the envelope. It's clearly not open when he gets it. You know, he goes into the car. He has it the whole time. It's clearly not open. He never leaves that car. Then when he when he gets to the house and he picks it up, it's it's half ripped open. And I'm just like, there's physically no way Shooter could have done it. You know what I mean? And and right, right there, if you're paying, I mean, if you if you've been paying attention throughout the movie, that's got to be at minimum the moment where you're like, hey, something isn't right. You know, something's going on exactly that doesn't make sense. Some, you know, maybe maybe that's the moment that you figure it out. I, I mean, I don't, I don't honestly remember what the moment was when I very for the first time I watched it. I don't remember what the moment was that. I don't know if you remember the moment that you figured it out, but I definitely don't. I remember when I figured it out, but it wasn't because I figured it out on my own. Okay. I figured it out through my viewing experience. Okay. You know? Yeah. But, you know, the thing that got me was, you know how when Ted was going to go ahead and punch him? Yeah. Okay, you know when he moves to the side? Mm-hmm. You can tell that's a little bit of shooter. Oh, like the confidence and the way he just moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can, you can see definitely that. tell that's not no story writer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I definitely. I, I I remember thinking that I was like he moved real like confidently, real real quick, you know, uh, and it seemed a little off. But I already obviously knew what was happening, so it didn't. You know, so I'm, I don't know if I if I caught that the very first time or not. To be honest with you. Right. And then there's also another part, though, too, with the cop, whenever he pulls out of the post office. Oh, yeah, too, yeah. Where he goes, I need to talk to you. He goes, well, I can you talk, talk right now? No, not right now. And <laughs> you can literally see the sweat coming off of his head. Yeah. And everything. He goes, no, but I'll call you on the telephone. Yeah. I said, duh, where else? <laughs> I'll call you on the telephone. That was a great line, yeah. It's like, what else? Yeah, where else are you going to call him? <laughs> 2004. Are you gonna send a message in a bottle? Yeah. It's like it's 2004. <laughs> what else are you gonna do? I got... Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I do. I'm like, what the hell, John? <laughs> what, what else are you gonna do? <laughs> but yeah, you can definitely tell there's a lot of sweat coming off of his head yeah. and everything too. So you can definitely tell that maybe he's actually fighting that voice in his head still. Yeah, I think at this stage, I think. Johnny Depp is, uh, I can't for the life of me remember what his character's name is. What was it? Mort. It was Mort. That's what it was. Mort. Mort is, Mort, yeah, Mort is, I, I have a feeling at that stage, he has a feeling that something isn't right, but he doesn't, he just doesn't want to believe that, you know, I, I, because of the way he acts. Like, I understand he's, he, he's on a deadline, you know, he's got to get this, this man, this, magazine over to show this guy but part of me thinks that even if it's subconsciously obviously it's all subconsciously but he knows that he did these things and that is starting to seep into to his reality to to where he actually can start to understand it but he's pushing it all back so because he doesn't want to believe that that is true exactly and then when he finds shooter's hat on the also on the porch though too yeah and everything it comes into full circle on that as well yeah 
And the table, and you know what? It's just re- the realization of the fact that he's done it and it's haunting him. But this is where I actually come into full. Con- uh, this is actually whenever I realized it was him. When he goes into the cat uh, back into his house, and you start seeing him argue with himself. Yeah. And you see another Johnny Depp. I love in front that. of another more. I love that scene. Where that that voice that we've heard throughout the movie, we finally get to see the manifestation of it. We get to see the two sides of him talking to each other. Yeah. I do too. I love that scene. They set that scene up really good. Yeah. I also love my favorite camera angle in this whole movie because to me the camera <sighs> angles are not the best. It's pretty much straightforward. They, 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 but... There are a few that are like really interesting. Uh, throughout yeah i, I do right. agree a lot of them are very straightforward but yeah they have like i noticed a couple i even wrote a like jotted down a note about it as i was watching about some of these where they just kind of swing the camera around in like in a continuous one shot and it, that's true yeah. it is a one shot movie if you think about yeah, it and they, they do that a few times throughout the movie and it's like just like a real dynamic movement of the angle of the camera kind of almost like i don't know if it's meant to discombobulate the audience a little bit or something but like i don't know i i really i really like those uh, enough to write a note about it <laughs> same here as well it's totally you know i love that and not only that but the camera the angle that i'm talking about is the part with the mirror oh yeah. it looks like a window like a gateway yeah into the two sides. You know what I'm saying? Where he's looking at himself, but he's looking at the back of himself. Right. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's when I was like, okay, shit's about to get real. (laughs) I was expecting, like, the classic horror movie trope where, okay, he sees this creepy backwards image of himself. He turns, and then he's going to turn back, and it's going to be looking at him, and and then it's going to do something, you know, because I'm so used to watching... Because I've, I've I, horror movies are, are my jam, so I'm used to that, that trope of uh, the 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 double in the mirror doing something after you after you turn back toward it. Same here as well, yeah. because that's what I was. That would be a, such a cliche thing to do. Yeah, but I'm glad they didn't go that route. I'm glad they went a different route with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they also did the flashback scene whenever he first gets the hat and starts talking like shooter. Yes. Because they're 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 trying to lay things out. They're 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 filling in the gaps for the audience here, and I, and I like the way that they did it. Yeah, me too. I actually own this film, believe it or not. But oh, I'm yeah, glad so it was I. on Prime, so I didn't have to. Yeah, I have the DVD as so. well, but I, I also watched it on Prime because like it's in one of my many binders of movies. And I was like, I don't feel like digging that out. I was like, exactly. Oh, it's so on I'm, Prime. Like, I'm just a lazy fuck. <laughs> yep, that was exactly <laughs> same with me. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm just a lazy fuck. I'm just going to go. I don't have time to dust off my DVD of Secret Window. I'm just going to go digital with it. <laughs> so I'm glad that I did that. Yeah. I'm glad they had it on Prime. Yeah. So. It's also, anyways, it's also then, on Tubi oh. for free. But you have to. Oh, but, really? But, I did not know but that. You have to watch ads with that. But yeah. You see, that always takes me out of the movie, you know, yeah. because I was watching Silent Hill for the first time and it was a free on Crackle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it adds, I'm like, okay, this is totally taking me out of the film. Yeah. With this. But now it's on Netflix. Nice. <laughs> but <laughs> um, 
But no, I really have to say the whenever he actually does, I forgot. Does he throw something at the wall? Yeah, I don't. Or does I don't he know slam what something? it was. It was it was something that was. I don't know if it was like a big candle holder, or if it was just like a like a like a shelf piece or something. But yeah, he grabs it and he chucks it at him because he's he's trying to get that other that voice to shut up, and he throws it and he busts a hole in the wall. Right, but not only that, but yeah. it also cracks. Yes, and it, all the way. And it just starts going, around. going, going. And when I watched it, I was like, "Holy shit! This is a fantastic metaphor for his psyche cracking." Exactly, and not only that, but also got the manifestation of this: of you know, this guy is broken, just like this house is broken. Yeah, yeah, and. I thought the house was actually going to fall through. I thought the house was just going to split in half. Yeah. The way it looked. Yeah. You know? But I'm glad that they didn't do that route or anything like that. And it just shows the uh, the emptiness of this house. Yeah. And the brokenness of this house. And as we That's see, what to as me, we it actually see represents. after his, his wife shows up, the crack isn't there. Like, that's literally just all in his head. The hole from the thing he threw is there. But the crack is not there right. at all. Because that's just him finally breaking and coming. Right. It's like, um, I don't know if you ever watched How I Met Your Mother. There, There's an episode. Uh, there's an episode where uh, they they tell each other like certain truths about them, about each other. And they do like a, a glass shattering kind of effect. So it's like the glass is shattered and now you can't unknow the thing about about somebody like you know they're a loud chewer or whatever they talk a lot that kind of stuff and that's what it reminded yeah, me yeah i have of. seen a couple episodes and so that's what it, okay that's what it reminded me of it was it was it was the glass shattering it was that the you know his psyche finally breaking and shooter coming through fine you know what i mean like because of what happens right after that's all shooter Right, and everything is just shooter, and this is the time that you do not want to see Johnny Depp at all, because in his eyes, he's ready to fucking kill you. Oh, yeah. Especially when his wife walks in, she doesn't see the dog, she doesn't see Chico. Yeah, and she's like calling out for him. Obviously, he never told her about the dog. He could have. Right, and I'm thinking... Because the dog happens before the house burns down. And so that's right. that means that's right. he never once mentioned to her that their dog, because obviously she knew that, I, mean, I, I assume that it was their dog. And when, when he left, he took the dog with him. And so he never ta- told her about the dog. Right. But you know what's ironic, though? He told the boyfriend about the dog. Yeah. He said, I had to bury my fucking dog. Yeah. Well, I mean, at that, and, at that stage, he right. still thinks that he had that Ted had something to do with it. That Ted was the one who right. who hired uh shooter. Right, but my point is yeah. this. I thought Ted would actually tell uh tell his girl his girlfriend that the dog died. I, I honestly I think uh Ted probably felt like well if I tell her that that their dog died she might run to him because of it. Ah. Uh, you know what I mean? Okay, that's actually a good point. Yeah. That's a valid point. Yeah. And he's an asshole. So <laughs> that you know what I mean. He is definitely an asshole. I'm I'm happy what happens to him. Yeah. I'm sorry, but oh yeah. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, she goes upstairs. She sees everything marked up. It kind of reminds me of the number 28, especially whenever his name's actually written all over the place of Shooter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's everywhere. But my favorite is when the door swings open. And he's behind the door. And it says, shoot her. And I'm just like, oh, right? shit. That's fucking great. <laughs> because that was you the know whole what thing. That reminds me of? They do that whole that whole flashback of the the opening scene and they show that he actually had a gun. You know. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay, so like, okay. And he says that it wasn't loaded. Who the fuck knows though? I mean, it may have been loaded. Who knows? But he had a gun. And he didn't shoot, but his psyche is telling okay. him to shoot. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Now- like, I, I know that the whole like shoot shooters bay thing with, with Ted, I don't know if it's a coincidence or if he overheard that somewhere and also like it was stuck in his brain. But the shooter shoot her thing is where I really I really liked that. It was really a, a nice touch when, when that when they revealed uh more is no longer there shooter it's it's now shooter i agree with you on that 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 was actually a perfect point on that part you know what else that reminds me of though with shoot her was that uh red rum from uh the shining from the shining yeah yep. where it oh, says yeah. murder i mean of... that's class that's classic uh classic king right there you know what i mean doing stuff definitely like yeah but uh, then, of course, you know, she winds up running down the stairs. He winds up grabbing the scissors, cuts off her ha- hair for some reason. <laughs> and was he trying to stab her? And that's just what he because, like, I feel like I remember it. It was just like he was trying to get to her. Right. I could be. Th- I could remember thinking... wrong, though. What happens if he was trying to collect that as a souvenir? I mean, that's possible. Yeah, that's very possible. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. But (laughs) it's possible. (laughs) Yeah. It really is, if you actually think about it. And then she winds up kicking him in the face. He winds up, his face winds up bleeding. She goes outside the door. He actually hits her with the shovel. Yeah. And then the dickhead shows up. (laughs) Yeah, Ted. He, he, He stabs her in the leg, too. Because like, that's, that's why yeah, she can't really get away. And then she winds up hitting her head on a rock. And so she's like just there. She can't really go anywhere. She's, she's probably concussed at this point. Can't move because of her leg. Yeah. And then Ted shows up. Yeah. Fucking Ted. And then <laughs> and I love the camera angle for this. Yeah. I love the camera angle for this part. Where it's like shooting through the Johnny house. Johnny Depp. Yeah, where he, you see Ted going through the house, but Johnny Depp's off to the side. Yeah, from his perspective, and then all of a sudden, just hits him in the face with the shovel. Yeah, because the camera like slowly zooms in to the point where like uh, more or at this point, Shooter is out of frame, and so it's 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 close up on on Ted, so that when that shovel hit happened, you don't see it coming. No, you don't. You really don't. Because you're thinking that maybe Ted might actually see him. They might actually fight it, fight and everything. Yeah. But for this movie to be a PG-13 movie, yeah. I thought the sounds, the mixing was really good for what Johnny Depp did to him for decapitating his head with the shovel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, they didn't they didn't make it too gory. Like you didn't see anything. Yeah, you didn't even like the yeah, like you said the sound mixing uh, made it so that it wasn't too gruesome. That and also too his the horrified look on his wife's face. Yeah. Yeah, cuz really, cuz really all you die. Yeah, cuz really all you hear is him like he shoves the shovel down and then he just he like stomps it one extra time. So you know <laughs> You know what he did, even though you didn't see it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then finally we get into him going back into the town in the little corner grocery store. And his appearance and... is totally changed. He went from like a hobo yeah. to, to this well-dressed, <laughs> well-groomed person. You know what I mean? Totally different from everything we've seen throughout the whole movie. Right, changes his glasses, has yep. his hair done, shaved. Yep. He has braces in his uh, br- braces because of where his wife kicked him. Yeah, he's not. You know, he's, his clothes aren't all torn up like they, you know, like they were before. Yeah, <laughs> and then he sees that girl from the post office. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Hey, how you doing? Do you want to go yeah. out sometime?" <laughs> and. At that point, you know that the town is talking, especially a small town, because I live in a small town. Yeah. Maybe about 1,500 people. Okay. And they love to talk. And mm-hmm. I can just see that. Did you hear about what uh, Rainey did to his wife? No. What happened to his wife? I heard that he killed the wife and the boyfriend and probably buried him somewhere. <laughs> and so word probably got around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. So, yeah, you get that, you get that, that scene with her, and she's obviously a little like freaked out by him now. Whereas the last time we saw her, she was ready to jump his bones, you know. And so, that's your kind of first kind of hint that okay, obviously they know something, but he's obviously not in jail either, you know. And then you, we get the scene at the house uh, after that too with the cop, right. With the cop, and the cop even tells him, he goes, you know what? We don't have enough evidence to put yeah. you away, but we're going to look, we're going to do some digging, and we're going to put you away. Yeah. And all Which I find go, interesting, all, all... because it, it makes me wonder, did they not find the car? That's what with, I want to know, too. Like, what the, did Johnny Depp do with the cars? No, no, no. Well, I, I wasn't meaning those cars. I'm talking about the one, the, the truck with the local and the investigator that he dumped into the, into the, oh, into yeah. the water. Because his watch is Right, in because it's, that's right. His watch is in there. Not only that, but it wasn't like it was it had a big flow, like the water was continually flowing that day or anything like that to where yeah. the car can be covered up really quick. Yeah. And I don't know how far you know? away that spot was, but it's obviously, like, the, the, the local guy has to drive by it or whatever. So, I mean, it seems like it's probably not that far from where the cabin is. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, again, obviously, they never found that because I feel like that would be enough evidence to at least bring him in. You exactly. Know? So that tells me that they probably didn't drain the area or where they think that um, – yeah that the car might be at or anything like that. Not only that, but also his wife's car though, for that matter too. And, and you know? uh, Ted's car. Cause Ted drove there. Right. So That's he a had lot to, of cars. Yeah. He had to, <laughs> honestly, he probably dumped him in the same spot. 
To be totally honest with you, I Probably. wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. Obviously, they don't show us that, but uh, I would not be shocked if he dumped them in the same spot. Well, don't forget, serial killers have a way of going back to the same scene again. Yeah. So that wouldn't be surprise me one bit if he went on ahead and went back to the same spot, like you said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the the part that really gets me is the part where he goes, all he cares about is the book and eating corn. Yes. Yeah, the, the ending. He said, That's one of my favorite lines. Is uh, It's a... It's, uh... You know, you know, the only thing that matters is the ending. It's the most important part of the story, the ending. And this one is very good. This one's perfect. And he just has that look in his eyes when he's talking to the cop when he says that. And I'm just like, oh, man. And that's smart. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this fucking guy. <laughs> he's got way too much confidence. <laughs> it's like, we've lo- we loved you. We have loved you this whole movie. We've been rooting for you this whole fucking movie. <laughs> And then also too, the cop goes, "We don't want you in our town, or uh, in our store anymore, or in our yeah. town. You're gonna have to go to the bigger city now." Yeah, yeah, because they can't they can't so. pin anything on him, but they don't want him around. Like they they're pretty sure he did this. They're they're pretty positive, but they don't have any way anything. They can't do anything about it at this point, you know. So yeah, and and then all of a sudden he's got fucking corn, cornfield man. Out of that, that, was that cornfield there before? I feel like it wasn't uh, there. That's what I was wondering though too. And I don't, I don't know how. I don't remember if it said how long it was after uh, he killed his, his wife until that 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 ending. I don't remember if it had like a no. Okay, so I, I'm curious because I don't know how long it takes for corn to grow. Well, I know firsthand because I used to have to grow it with my dad. Okay. But it takes about maybe two, about a month or two for it to actually get really ripe. Okay. So my thing is this. What if that cornfield was already there and he already had that in in place? Yeah, maybe. But I was also thinking to myself, too, because of course I used to garden with my dad and stuff. I'm like. How in the hell did that cornfield just grow all the all the sun now? <laughs> yeah, that's, that was my thought. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you say that because I don't know if they if they I don't think they ever showed that area. Um, but if you look at what he says in the story that he supposedly plagiarized, which obviously was just his own story, um, he talks about corn in it. That's a that's a that's a part right. of it, and. It honestly, were you saying that maybe he had that plan the whole like in the back of his mind and and planted that corn? I could believe that. I can too because of the that story that he t- that he had. Everything is just perfectly well placed, and you know what? It kind of reminds you of O.J. Simpson is if I did this crime. Yeah, that novel that he wrote. Yeah, yeah. that book. If I did this murder. I would have done it this way. What if yeah. he's actually telling you how he's actually murdered his wife and the boyfriend in this new book? Yeah. Like, seriously. Sounds like that's <laughs> uh, I feel like that's exactly what he's doing. <laughs> and the cop is just too dumb to actually see it. And he's over there smirking and laughing his ass off at him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So and, and you don't get a lot of endings like that, which I thought was interesting. Where it's like the bad guy just flat out won, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> he got right? away with it, man. Because there's no hero in this story. <laughs> no, there is not. Not even a little bit. You think there is, but there is not. <laughs> no. It, it, almost, it, this movie. it almost seems like Ted might be the hero, but I'm not going to go it's there. Close. Yeah. No, 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 because I hate Ted, so I'd much yes. rather die down yeah. Yeah. As, as the hero, <laughs> minus the yes. fact that his wife died. Absolutely. That he killed his wife. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think that he should have just let his wife live and let Ted die. That's my thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. He probably would have had to lock her in a basement, though, because there's no way she would have been okay with uh, everything that he did. No. So. Yeah. Definitely not. So, yeah, she would definitely have to go anyways. Yeah. It would have been a Silence but, of the Lambs situation here. Definitely. Yeah. So what would you actually rate this movie uh, out of five? Out of five? Probably I'd give it a solid four. Definitely. Yeah, probably maybe a 4.25. Yeah. Okay. I'm actually going to go probably a 4.4 4, uh, okay. out of 5. All right. So, yeah, I definitely enjoyed yeah. this film for what it was. So, it's just a shame that it didn't make that much money at the box office. Yeah. I mean, it, it more than doubled its budget, so it seems like it probably didn't lose money, which is good. Um, it didn't do gangbusters, but it seems like it no. – because it was, what, 40, 40 million and it made almost 100? Yeah, it probably made a little bit of profit, yeah. but yeah. Well, even if you take a third of that and then the rest goes to the uh, takes out for the movie theaters and the box office and everything else, it didn't make quite its money back. Because don't forget, you actually have to pay the movie theaters before it goes to the box office. And by the time it gets yeah, to the, the box the way, office, by the time you... The way I've always uh, calculated is if uh, what you do, you take the budget and you double it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, roughly... Forty-five percent goes to the theaters, so you make about half. Uh, essentially, half of your money goes away uh, of the box office, and then you know if there's any whatever the PNR is uh, in, in, in the advertising and whatnot. And so you're talking probably a ten to fifteen million buffer. Depending, I don't know how much they had for how much they spent for PNR. But uh, depending on if they spent if they spent more than fifteen million on advertising, then they lost money on this movie, flat out. Definitely, I, I you know what though, that's actually a good way of actually putting it. I didn't look at it from that perspective before. Yeah. So, I didn't think of it like that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on as far as the movie goes? Or yeah, there was like one. Or? There was one thing we didn't mentioned that, that i wrote down that i wanted to and it was uh, the score is actually really good in this movie i don't know who the composer was but i was actually very surprised by how much the how just engaging the score was in this i agree with you and i thought that it actually amplified the thrill of it all you know especially yeah. when johnny depp is looking for a shooter inside the house and you know what i forgot to mention this because and i killed the shower Yes. Oh my God. That scene was fantastic. (laughs) I killed the mirror and I killed the shower or the shower door. I was like, oh, damn. And it's just a mouse. But it's cool because, like, that shot, you see a person in the mirror and there's no way it was him. You know, the, the, the reflection wouldn't have been him out there. 
So it's just in his brain, he's seeing a figure in the mirror. So I thought that was really, right. really cool. Could you see a face or anything? You just see like, like essentially like the shoulder of a person. I thought that was really, really cool. And he just busts in there and destroys a mirror. <laughs> right. Destroys half his bathroom and everything. I just thought that was funny. And he just yeah. walks it off like nothing even happened. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, they should have the shown him like buying actually... a shower curtain and a rod. They should have shown him in town <laughs> buying a shower curtain and a rod. I think that would have been hilarious. I think so too. That would have actually added a little bit more humor into it. Yeah. But I thought the humor actually hit it where it needed to be hit. It's some dark humor to it. Yes. It has some thrilling parts to it. It was perfect. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, but you were wondering about the composers for the films. Yeah. Uh, Philip Glass is actually a co- the composer, and Jeff Zanelli is hmm. actually okay. the composers for it. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either of them, but uh, bravo. <laughs> it was a good score. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Agreed. Yeah. All right. So I. Uh-oh. Hey, sorry about that. Um, a matter of fact, we're actually having some rain, so it actually has a lot to do with why uh, there's some interference going on. So I do apologize for that. Uh, okay. All right. So... With that being said, no, fine, then, where fine. can everybody find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JP Rayner. That's J P R A Y N O R. And uh, of course, on Merc with a Movie Blog uh, on Twitter at Movie Blog Merc. Right. And be sure to check and out the website, Merc with a Movie Blog. And follow me at Movie Lovers Unite on Facebook, Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite. And then you can also follow me on Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Instagram. We actually do have a place where you guys can actually donate towards the show if you guys want to. And that is buymeacoffee.com slash movie lovers. If you guys want to buy me a couple of cups of coffee and everything to keep the lights on, you guys don't have to. I understand this pandemic's actually um, put a lot of holes in people's pockets right now. You guys are not going to be able to do it. I totally understand that. And I respect that. It's just that I want to be able to give back to my fan community by doing digital movie re- releases and stuff like that and just give something back to y'all and then of course you guys can also we also have a pinterest so you guys can actually follow me on the pinterest and everything and of course movieloversunite.com and that's pretty much all those places that you can actually follow me on so if you guys want to go ahead and follow me go on ahead and do that it's greatly appreciated we actually have our youtube channel back up and going again it's just with the storms and everything that's been coming all this week, it's just hard for me to actually hop on and everything. So we've been able to do audio podcasts. So if anybody's wondering why I've been doing a little bit more audio, that's the reason why. So anyways, man, I just want to say thanks again. And I hope to actually have you back on again. It really was. And, yeah, man, I'd love to. Uh, this is great. Good night and stay safe. <laughs> Thanks. And as always, until next time, bye-bye. Yeah, you too. 
What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.